Welcome to the Rescue One podcast. Each week, we talk about challenging the way we do business in the fire service when it comes to mental and physical health. I believe there's a better way to do it, and I want to bring in experts that can teach us exactly how and why we should be doing things differently for the sake of our longevity on and off the job. If we can just rescue one of our brother or sister firefighters from preventable injury, illness, or disability, then we've done our job. Thanks for listening. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for uh, joining us again. Um, Today, we got Bobby Eckert from Camden, New Jersey. Bobby started Eckert Fire Tactics. I wanted to bring him on. You know, you guys know I like talking about health and wellness stuff. I love talking about CBD, but I also just like talking about the job. And I love talking to people that are really passionate about the job. And this guy's one of them. I've been following him for a while. I've met Bobby a couple of times at FDIC. I love what he's doing. His approach to training, I think, is awesome. I love the grassroots style, just bringing it down to the fireman level and making it like basic, but also really, really valuable, especially for, I think both for people that are new and then also officers, you know, it's a little bit of everything. So yeah, man, thanks for coming on, Bobby. Appreciate being here. Hey man, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. So tell us a little bit about uh, how you got started in the fire service, because I haven't heard that part. I knew a little bit about like your early days, but um, as far as like getting on at Camden and all that. Well, my dad was a fireman growing up, so I'm second generation. I think uh, yeah, anybody that's a generational firefighter, I, I, it's funny how you talk to people that are generational firefighters, especially uh, if you grew up in like the late 80s, or early 90s. All our childhoods were exactly the same, just different uh, plug-in, different scenery, and it was basically the same childhood growing up, you know, watching your dad go to fires and, and all that stuff. I knew it was, it, it was probably what I was going to do with my life. You know, when I was younger, I was into a whole, I was into skateboarding. I was into BMX riding. I was into ice hockey. I played baseball, you know, all stuff as a kid. And then, you know, when I got into high school, the fire department, my local fire department, my dad's fire department actually that he retired from, started uh, a junior fire program. So I joined that when I was 14. Kept me out of a lot of trouble. Kept me, uh, you know, above water. It, it really, well, I don't know if it got me in trouble or kept me out of trouble. It's debatable. But, <laughs> You know, I joined the volunteer firehouse at 18. Uh, the town I'm, I'm from, Collingswood, they had a, they they're it's a combination fire department. They had career staff, and uh, they expanded picking up the ambulance when I was like 19. I was able to get hired as like a firefighter EMT, and I worked there for about three and a half years, and went to Camden in uh, 2006. I always just kind of wanted to be a city firefighter. Uh, Camden is literally borders the town I grew up in, so you know. Listen to them go to fires. You know they operate when I was a kid. I, you know, I, I really wanted to work there. So I've been there ever since. I've been a, a company officer coming up on seven years there, and uh, yeah, man, currently working a ladder company, and uh, I run my training business on the side and parent on the side. Uh, you know, drive my kids to every activity humanly possible. But anybody who's a parent can totally relate to that story, especially in 2023 when you know your kids in every damn activity known to man shit uh <laughs> yeah i can't imagine having to balance all of it man i know like just being on the job and then also running rescue one is is tough but um yeah i don't want to even try to put in kids on that one one day so why did you start Eckert fire tactics like what kind of led you down that path how'd that come about you know i got injured at work and i was laid up i was initially blind so when i got injured I had, I had a traumatic head injury so um you know, I didn't have my phone. I couldn't watch TV. I, it was like a very boring <laughs> rehabilitation because, you know, you're just sitting there. Did you and, think you were going to get your vision back? 
it wasn't like black it was blurry so yeah i mean they told me i would get it back it was just where i got hit in my head the optical nerves were are 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 there so i knew it would come back we just didn't know when and you know when i said i was blind i it was it was a blur it was maybe like 48 to 72 hours where I, you know, I was back, you know, being able to see, but you had to like rest your eyes. Like I couldn't, it was actually the year the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl, and I had my back to the TV to listen because I, I couldn't even watch TV. And it was so, I was in the hospital for like 18 days, and then I went to a rehab hospital for like a week. I was so bored. Damn. Like bored out of my, my mind. <laughs> bored. Yeah. And I was finally able to get my cell phone and that was basically all I had. Uh, you know, I could watch TV, but there's only so much TV you can watch. Yeah. And, you know, if you're ever in a hospital, you know, they, they don't have like anything good. Uh, this is like 2018. So it's like maybe before streaming, there was like Netflix or whatever. So I went on Instagram. I saw some like fire stuff. And I disagreed with some of it. And I, I would sit there and my wife was very pregnant at the time and she would sit in my my hospital room and do her work and she was like just quit bitching about it and do something about it. like why don't you like make a post like hmm. you got a ton of pictures on your phone so i did and i started making posts to like quell the boredom and then she's like you should do it like one day a week like on tuesday and call it tuesdays for tactics tuesdays for tactics so that's how that got started and then uh you know through some people i know i made like an engine company program, which was very, very bare bones and basic and maybe like 30 slides. And I started out doing it, delivering it around like local firehouses. And then it like gained some traction. And then I got a little more comfortable speaking and put more information in it and put my experience basically down on paper or, you know, in your, excuse me, in the computer. And it just kind of grew. And then like, I would get to these conferences, like these, the smaller conferences and you'd walk out and see some of the hands-on training. And I'm like, man, like, I just know I could maybe deliver something a little bit more realistic or cooler yeah. or, you know, whatever. But I live in the fantastic state of New Jersey where it's extremely hard to be insured. And if you know me, I try to be legitimate in everything I do. So I got the insurance uh, for live fire. And, you know, growing up with my dad, my dad was really in the training growing up as well. He trained a lot of firefighters. And back in the eighties in New Jersey, you could actually burn your burn boat in Collingswood at a burn boating. So I learned how to stoke fires for my dad and working at a couple of places. I was working at the local County fire Academy at the time when I got injured. And again, teaching that curriculum, you get a little frustrated with some of the stuff that you have, you have to teach, you know, the JPRs, they have to be yeah. knocked off. So it's, it's FDIC, as you know, is uh, it's a fun time. It's a very interesting time, but it's fun as well. You yeah. know, it can be very overwhelming. Yeah. You know, as far as like getting the word out for your class at FDIC, do you see a lot of people coming and say, hey, man, I found you on Instagram? Or is it kind of like when people are at FDIC or sign up for FDIC, they just see that class? Like, that seems cool. I'll go and do that. I think it's a little bit of both. I try to push it as much as I can. I'll be pushing as it gets closer, you know, signups are starting. So yeah. as it gets closer, I'll be pushing a little more. But Fire Engineering does a great job of advertising as at the classes as well. Cool. And you got a book out, right? I got two books, uh, oh, two. Tuesdays for Tactics, Volume 1 and 2. It's basically all my Tuesday posts, and I bound them into a book. It's a quick picture and uh, a write-up. I'm actually sold out of both books. I'm working on Damn. Volume 3 right now. Volume 3 will hopefully hit 
the market before FDIC. I'm diligently working on it. It's just uh, my time is uh, pulled in multiple yeah. directions. <laughs> yeah, that's how it always is, dude. That's life. Um, so you got all this stuff going on, and what do you think is next for you? I don't know, man. Uh, I just got hired as a technical editor for Fire Engineering, so I've oh, been helping cool. them out with, with some stuff. You have kids going, you got your business, you have FDIC. I think it's kind of nuts. You actually go to locations to train people. What's like the grid? Because we had a couple of people message us on, on Instagram, you know, when I put that thing out there, which I'll get to the audience questions at the end, but what's the farthest that you'll go? I know you've tried to just go where people want you, but- I've been on the side of a mountain in California teaching forceful entry. There, there's no, we'll go anywhere. You just have to be patient with our schedule and realize that there are some- limitations to the equipment we can bring. We are known for hand making our own props right. and building things like that. It's why I hold about three or four open enrollment events a year and I rent a burn building very near to where I live. I have a very good relationship with the, the ladies and gentlemen over there and you can come to me. It's like a mini fire pop-up conference we call taking it to the streets. I'm actually announcing to take it to the streets this evening our thing is we're fully mobile and we'll, we'll always stay that way yeah that's killer so i wanted to change gears a little bit i know you've like whenever you guys have a uh, a course i always try to give you guys a bunch of cbd samples because i know we you really appreciate it man you, your support we really do oh, of course man but you know um we met on instagram the first time you know just like bullshit and then you had mentioned um that you were interested in it and you've always been a huge supporter so i i appreciate it but getting that stuff in the hands of people you know i wanted to hear from you and uh, also hear your take on it what cbd what like you think the future is or how it's been perceived by the guys over there because we have this thing about us that makes us really good at the job the type a personality the um machismo sometimes that comes along with it guys and girls and it makes us good at the job because you you have to have a little bit of an ego to get motivated to do all the shit that we do but then at the same time the bad stuff that comes with it is like we don't really sometimes give a shit about taking care of ourselves you know um and i think that kind of sucks i've heard you talk about it you say you like talking about health you know what i mean like making sure we can live long enough to do the pension i got hit your product because it was thc free and then you know you mentioned you sent out a drug test so i figured let me roll the dice on my days off and you know see what happens because of my sleep and i had was having the topical caught my eye i am a user let everybody know that i do get drug tested at work and i never have an issue awesome i never have an issue at all and to the point where when he first sent to me sent me the drug test i also uh ordered my own home drug test on amazon just to make sure that everything was copacetic and i hadn't i had no issues man so i am I use your topical CBD at usually every other day, if not every day. Cool. And I'm a believer in your product, and I, that's why I push products I believe in. And if there's something to help the wellness of a firefighter and give him longevity and make his his or her body feel better, uh, I'm behind it a thousand percent. Yeah. You know, health is so big, mental health is so big, and I think mental and physical are tied together. I think if you're feeling like shit physically, you're going to feel like shit mentally. And if you can get your body in check and get yourself to where you need to be. Hey man, who am I to, to stop that train from rolling? And if there's a product out there that does both. No, I appreciate all the love, man. I think that's awesome. And I'm really glad you're getting good use out of it. Um, it means a lot. So I want to jump into the, uh, to the questions from the audience. Cause some people ask some really good shit. So this one's kind of a big question, but I'll leave it to you to kind of guide it. What would you say is the biggest detriment to the fire service currently? I think people's attitudes would be the, the negative attitude and, and the hate amongst each other 
nobody hates firefighters more than other firefighters. So I think negativity and I think us hating each other is the biggest problem in the fire service right now. Yeah, I would have to agree with that 100%, man. You know, it's almost like a cancer and it's so contagious too, where it's um, people, you know, especially if it comes from an officer, when they start being negative, it just spreads, man. And it's, I think it's really important. It's it's cancer, but you got social media out there and people just are like hyenas on each other. You know, somebody posts yeah. a picture they're proud of or a video that they're proud of. And we're the first ones to jump all over and, and, and talk shit on it and yeah. they're down. So, you know, I do like some of the funny stuff, some of the funny memes that are out there. Some of the funny pages crack me up. Yeah. I fully enjoy the humor in a lot of it. Like I, I sometimes will die laughing. But that being said, you know, you just got to leave it where it's at and, and, and put some positivity out there. That's true. Yeah, you can get a good laugh at some of that shit. What are your favorite drills for new firefighters with claustrophobia? I have the utmost respect for people that are claustrophobic and get into this because you are putting yourself in a situation where you have to be claustrophobic to operate. and You got to put something on your face. That being said, number one, the first thing you should do, whoever you are, you should come take one of our classes. I'll break you of claustrophobia in 48 hours. I promise you of that. Number two, you have to get comfortable wearing the mask. There's no not wearing the mask. So put the mask on, take it home, put the mask on and do everyday things with the mask around your house. Hmm. Do the dishes, take out the trash, uh, fold some laundry. When is the next day of the truck? The next day of the truck will probably be, uh, I don't know. We are going to do a full weekend, take it to the streets, March 25th and 26th in Westchester, PA. One dayer might be, because we have FDIC, so we'll do March, we'll do April and FDIC. Yeah. It will probably be in the fall. We will do it again. My guess would be in the fall or the early winter of 2023. Perfect, man. So that will answer the last question. Uh, you had two people asking when is the next taking it to the streets. Yeah, and I know you have an awesome cadre. Where do you get your instructors from? A lot of them are people I've known for a long time. We've had the people that I have known for a long time recommend some people to me. I'm so lucky to have the one lady and the rest of the gentlemen that work for me. Well, two ladies and my wife, but to have them work for me and always keep me accountable to do the best and i don't micromanage them but like if i put them at a station like say it's forced blunchery they make that station their own with their own experiences and cool. i think it's one of the cool things about us yeah that is cool and also it's nice to hear you know when people go to training i think they fear making mistakes you know and i think that's like a bad idea i want you to come to my class and i want you to make mistakes so, so I can fix about. them. I think we've created an environment where people do feel comfortable making mistakes and, you know, Perfect. they come and, you know, there's a lot of humility. The whole time you're with us, we foster that environment. So if people want to reach out to you, what's the easiest way to reach out to you? And what's the easiest way to sign up for classes and stay in the, the loop of knowledge there? Follow me on Instagram. Instagram is literally the easiest tool for me personally. So Eckert underscore three, three, five is my Instagram handle. Just type in Eckert will pop up. Follow us there. I have a Facebook page, but I, I mean, everything I post on Instagram, I post on the Facebook page. And then we have a website, EckertFireTactics.com. If you go on our events page, it's it's pretty up to date and you can go through our whole system. My Instagram has a link tree and you can get a hold of. I answer every single solitary direct message that is sent to me. 
Cool. All right, Bobby. Well, thank you for coming on, man. Uh, if you guys are listening, I'm going to put in the show notes, the link to his website, your books, and also your Instagram handle. Although, you know, I'll be posting this on Instagram so people can see it and I'll tag you on there too. So wherever you're listening or watching, go find uh, Bobby's page, reach out to him there. He puts a lot of good stuff as far as like tidbits and educational content. If you're new or if you're an officer that wants to, you know, kind of learn off of previous experiences, I found it really, really helpful. So thank you so much, Bobby, for all the support and uh, look forward to seeing you at FDIC and everything else you're doing, man. Yeah, man. Hopefully you're not uh, on the floor putting uh, labels on your <laughs> Labels on stickers? Then. Yes. Yeah. Every but, year uh, I go. I know if you something. are, I'll help you out, man. I but. know. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> all right, Bobby. Thanks, brother. We'll talk soon, man. You got it. Take care. All right, man.